Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. Hillary Clinton responds to allegations her presidential campaign infiltrated White House and Trump Tower servers to try and dig up dirt on Donald Trump. New York City's mayor has unveiled his $98.5 million proposed budget, which cuts funding to police, fire, and sanitation. A top state Democrat is pushing back against calls for bail reform. The feds are signaling an easing of COVID-19 restrictions, maybe. The head of the CDC says that mass mandates may ease. The U.S. is refuting Russia's claim that it is withdrawing some troops from Ukraine's border amid reports of some Russian soldiers actually invading eastern Ukraine. Denials of spying on Donald Trump during the 2016 presidential race. Special counsel John Durham alleges Clinton used Hillary Clinton used North Star to spy on Trump Tower and White House computers to try and dig up dirt on Trump. Clinton Wednesday criticized Trump and Fox News for spinning up a fake scandal. Clinton also shared a Vanity Fair article that she said included a good debunking of their latest nonsense. Clinton has avoided any actual questioning from the press concerning the investigation. How much did your campaign spend to spy on Trump? Why won't you answer any questions about spying on Trump, Hillary? Clinton today speaks to the state Democratic convention at the Sheraton in Manhattan. There is speculation she'll make a third run for the White House. Michael Sussman, a former attorney who worked on behalf of Clinton's 2016 campaign, is charged with lying to the FBI related to the Russia investigation under Durham's special probe. New York City's budget blueprint, it's out, unveiled by New York City Mayor Eric Adams. It came out Wednesday and totals $98.5 billion for fiscal 2023. It includes a slight shrinkage of already massive city spending by $200 million that Adams claims will result in more than $2 billion in savings. Now, among $200 million in cuts, $30 million from the New York City Police Department budget, $21.4 million from the FDNY, and a 2.6.5% cut in the Department of Education's budget. There are also cuts to things like parks, sanitation, health, and hospitals. Despite the proposed cuts under the mayor's budget, transportation and corrections would see big increases, $63.4 million and $52.6 million, respectively. I'm moving to getting those who are living on the streets the support they need. Uh, we're ending the era of tents. We're ending the era of sleeping on our subway system uh, with all your belongings. That era has ended in the city. But at the same time, we want to have additional help and giving people the mental, her- mental health that they need. And both the mayor and New York City Council expected to hash this out and agree on a finalized budget by June 5th. There's pushback from a top state lawmaker in New York on calls for bail reform. 
New York Senate Majority Leader Andrea Stewart-Cousins said Wednesday that adding a dangerousness standard to New York's law that largely ended cash bail requirements for many criminal charges would be too subjective. Here she is on The Brian Lehrer Show. We did assure the mayor that we would continue to work with him collaboratively on putting the emphasis on what we understand to be the problem, which is this iron pipeline. New York City Mayor Eric Adams hit a brick wall in his meeting Monday with top lawmakers, including Cousins, in his push for bail reform as crime escalates here in New York City. Majority Democrats in the state legislature are refusing to allow judges to remand a pretrial detainee if the defendant is considered too dangerous to be released. The feds are signaling there's light at the end of the tunnel regarding the COVID-19 viral pandemic. Dr. Rochelle Walensky is director of the Centers for Disease Control. She said during a White House briefing yesterday that the government is contemplating a change to its mask guidance possibly in the coming weeks. We want to give people a break from things like mask wearing when these metrics are better and then have the ability to reach for them again should things worsen. If and when we update our guidance, we will communicate that clearly and it will be based on the data and the science. Cases of COVID variant Omicron are down drastically, declining 80 percent from their peak back in mid-January. Daily cases remain above 100,000 per day. Approximately 85,000 people are hospitalized nationwide due to COVID. That is down 30 percent in recent weeks. The U.S. claims Russia added upwards of 7,000 troops to its military buildup at Ukraine's border, despite claims of troop reductions. U.S. officials suspected Russia would invade Ukraine Wednesday. That didn't happen. Here is NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg. And if uh, Russia once again invades Ukraine, uh, they will pay a high price. And we will continue to expose uh, Russia's uh, plans and actions uh, to make it harder for them uh, to conduct, conduct aggressive actions against uh, Ukraine. There are also unconfirmed reports of Russian-backed rebels in eastern Ukraine, according to accusing uh, Kiev of mortar fire on Thursday. 77 WABC Time Check 507. Jacqueline Carl has traffic and transit. Good morning, everyone. We were hoping to have Sunrise Highway. I know they wanted to have it all open by midnight last night because that tanker truck accident, it was completely closed yesterday. But you do need to know, eastbound Sunrise Highway between Ocean Avenue and North Park Avenue, we've got the right and center lane still closed for cleanup of that tanker truck accident from Wednesday morning. It's ongoing, and we do have delays moving through there, believe it or not, this early. Other areas that are affected, Central Avenue southbound between Sunrise Highway and Mar- Merrick Road and on the northbound side, same spot, Center Avenue between Merrick Road and Sunrise Highway. So just try to avoid that for a little while longer. They're hoping to get that up and out of the way for you. And then uh, Verrazano Bridge, you need to know the lower level is closed in both directions. And we're going to head over now to New Jersey and see how things are going there. Um, we do have some uh, on the George Palisades Parkway southbound ramp between the tolls and the George span. Those lane closures are removed for you. In the Hudson Valley, we have no major problems reported. Tappancy Bridge is moving well. Transit is on or close. An alternate side is in effect. I'm Jacqueline Carl with your traffic on the 7s on 77 WABC. All right. Thanks, Jacqueline. Your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center. Mostly cloudy skies today are high near 60. Wow. 
We do have a rain and showers overnight, possibly a thunderstorm, the low down to 49 overnight. And showers and rain are expected to clear mid-morning on Friday. Cloudy skies through mid-morning, then gradual clearing. The temperature falling, however, on Friday to about 37 by late afternoon tomorrow. Right now, 49 degrees, cloudy skies in Manhattan. The attorney for a Thai model that was brutally attacked on a subway platform in New York City ripped into New York State's liberal bail reform laws, saying something is fundamentally wrong. Here's attorney Eric Parnes, also demanding soft on crime Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg answer for why suspects are being released to commit even more crime. Parnes on Fox and Friends. What is important to understand here is that there is something fundamentally wrong that someone who has over a double digit amount of priors is, first of all, able to be out of jail. I mean, that that is a problem in itself. And second, as you mentioned, that he was arrested the same day and has been incarcerated for three months. So it's taken three months in order for an arrest warrant to be issued. And that also is extremely troubling. Parts represents 23-year-old Bu Jara Jari Yawet. She was savagely assaulted as she waited at the 34th Street Herald Square station for a train home to Queens back on November 22nd of last year. Her alleged attackers identified as Kevin Douglas. He's an accused career criminal who has been arrested 44 times. He's faced charges for things like drugs, assault, criminal possession of a weapon, robbery, and criminal tampering dating back to 1997. An investigation is continuing this morning into Wednesday's massive fire after that tanker truck hauling gasoline overturned on Sunrise Highway. The tanker exploded and set buildings on fire in Rockville Center. A member of Nassau County's arson and bomb squad told News 12 it appears from surveillance video that the rig's driver was cut off by another vehicle leading to that crash. Here's Rockville Center Fire Chief James even debt. One of the worst things I've seen in my 47-year career. Okay, and according to fire officials, three firefighters also hurt here. Two of whom went to the hospital and later released that blaze, of course, extensively damaging an abandoned furniture store and a liquor store. And Jacqueline Carl will have an update on traffic through that area coming up. I understand two lanes through that area remain closed. A deadly shooting aboard an LIRR train on the Ronkonkoma branch yesterday. Police say 20-year-old Yusef Stain was shot and killed. This happened about 1.45 in the morning by a man that he appeared to be traveling with at the time. Here's Suffolk County Police Detective Lieutenant Kevin Breyer. This is not a random event. Um, no other passengers were in danger. MTA officials say the train actually never left the station. The gunman fled the station, and he remains on the run this morning. There were only a couple other commuters on that train at the time of this fatal shooting. There were no other injuries that were reported as a result of this incident. As he works to try to reclaim his congressional seat in the 11th Congressional District, former New York Representative Max Rose is the latest New York Democrat to make a wild claim about America's current state of racial equality. Rose claimed during an online forum that the United States is the, quote, the Saudi Arabia of white supremacist ideology, unquote. Rose made the comments during a forum on anti-Semitism and domestic terror, which was hosted by the American Jewish Congress. Just as Saudi Arabia exports uh, Wahhabism, 
and other dangerous strains of jihadist terrorist ideology, as well as organizational funding, the United States of America right now is exporting anti-Semitic white supremacist ideologies that are being taken up by organizations throughout the world. Rose is a one-term congressman. He is so looking to win back his seat from Representative Nicole Maliotakis, who is, of course, a Republican representing the 11th, representing parts of uh, Brooklyn and Staten Island down in Washington, D.C. Squad member Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a Democrat out of New York, the Bronx, turned heads on Monday when she claimed in an interview with The New Yorker that there is a very real risk that America will not be a democracy in 10 years and will return to Jim Crow. There's a big fight over legislation that proposes to limit rent hikes and ensures lease renewals for over a million tenants in New York. There's a new group that's been formed. It's called Homeowners for an Affordable New York. It's actually calling city households and warning of dire consequences if the good cause anti-eviction measure actually becomes law. And the group even offers to connect people to their state lawmaker's office. Andrea Stewart-Cousins told the Brian Lehrer Show she doesn't think good cause will stand. Good cause is a conversation that we are having. Uh, I frankly don't think that the current uh, iteration uh, will actually be um, able to pass, but I do know that we are continuing to work to make sure that we can do something to keep you know, people in their homes. This anti-eviction bill would prevent tenants from being evicted by landlords for unpaid rent following an unreasonable rent increase defined as exceeding 3% or one and a half times the consumer price index for the region. It also gives tenants the right to a lease renewal in most cases. However, landlords are fighting back. Many landlords have not received rent during the viral pandemic as they're Tenants have been prevented from eviction under state law. 77 WABC time check is 515. That's time to head over to Justin Ellick with a look at sports. Morning, Justin. Good morning, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your bottom of the hour sports update. Let's check in on that uh, local action, uh, NBA action last night between the Nets and Knicks at the Garden. Uh, The Nets were down 28 at one point and they came all the way back. Rookie Cam Thomas actually scored 16 points in the fourth quarter, hit this big late in the fourth quarter to seal the deal for the Nets. They're going to flatten out instead of run a pick and roll. Thomas, long three-pointer, puts it in! Cam Thomas with way downtown! Oh, what a shot from the rookie! And Brooklyn goes up by six with 6.8 remaining! What a fourth quarter for Cam Thomas! Uh, Brooklyn bests the Knicks, 111-106. Sid Rosenberg and Bill O'Reilly were in attendance, although I do believe Sid left uh, before the fourth quarter, as he usually does. So, uh, (laughs) So, uh, so awesome. All right. So, uh, with just under, yeah. So, both teams head into the All-Star break now, and we'll return to the floor later on next week. As for the ice, no local action last night, but the Rangers and Islanders are set to skate tonight. The Hockey Blue Shirts will host the Detroit Red Wings at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And look out for the Islanders a half an hour later when they welcome in the Boston Bruins. Devils fans will have to endure about a week-long hiatus as New Jersey's next scheduled game is set for next Thursday in Pittsburgh against the Penguins. 
Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Justin. And let's head over to Jacqueline Carl with a look at traffic and transit. Morning, Jacqueline. Of course, in Long Island, it's been a, a mess since yesterday with that tanker truck accident on Sunrise Highway. It was completely closed down in both directions yesterday. Right now, this is what we're looking at. Sunrise Highway eastbound between Ocean Avenue and North Park Avenue. We've got the right and center lanes closed while they continue to clean up that earlier tanker truck fire from Wednesday morning. We don't have a time when they feel like it's going to be completely out of the way for you, but we will watch it here on 77 WABC. Another place to have Avoid Center Avenue, both northbound and southbound between Merrick Road and Sunrise Highway. That's also affected by that tanker truck accident, so you want to avoid that. If you're taking a look at the Verrazano Bridge, the lower level, both directions still closed for construction. And we're going to head over now to the Hudson Valley, and everything is up. Wait, we've got a brand new accident. Nor- uh, new York State Thruway southbound at exit 10. We have an accident blocking two lanes. Traffic is backed up to exit 11. And as you can see from my surprise, this is a brand new accident, so you want to try to avoid that one if you can. And we're looking at the bridges and tunnels. George, Lincoln, and Holland all have a light ride in and outbound. Alternate side is in effect. I'm Jacqueline Carl with your traffic on the 7s on 77 WABC. And thanks, Jacqueline, and your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center. Mostly cloudy skies today, warmer, the high up to almost 60 degrees. Overnight, rain and thunderstorms. The low is 49. Now, tomorrow, clearing skies by mid-morning on Friday, but temperatures will fall to about 37 by late afternoon. Right now, 49 degrees, cloudy skies here in Manhattan. Frank Morano has a look at your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. On Wednesday, all three major indexes rebounded after the release of the minutes from the Federal Reserve's meeting last month. Investors were possibly relieved. The release did not hint that the central bank would move faster on hiking interest rates. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones lost 55 points. The S&P 500 gained almost four points and the Nasdaq fell 16 points. Fueled by pay gains, solid hiring, and enhanced savings, Americans sharply ramped up their spending at retail stores last month in a sign that many consumers remain unfazed by rising inflation. Retail sales jumped 3.8% from December to January, according to the Commerce Department, a much bigger increase than economists had expected. Though inflation helped boost that figure, most of January's gain reflected more purchases, not higher prices. With the continuing threat of Russia invading Ukraine, a foreign policy crisis is colliding with one of President Joe Biden's political vulnerabilities, rising gas prices at home. Americans are already dismayed by inflation being at a 40-year high, and Biden is warning that gas prices could get higher if Russian President Vladimir Putin chooses to invade. Inflation has become an albatross for Democrats, despite the nation's strong economic growth last year. And finally, shares of Ericsson tanked on Wednesday after its CEO said the Swedish telecom giant may have made payments to ISIS in an effort to gain access to the Iraqi market. The CEO said in an interview that the company identified unusual expenses dating back to 2018 when it purchased transport routes through areas that have been controlled by terrorist organizations, including ISIS. The CEO said that the company has not made a determination as to who was the final recipient of the money. I'm Frank Moreno with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll see you at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight.
Dow futures in the red, the Dow downs 179 points, the S&P 500 down 24, the Nasdaq down 96, gold's up 16.60 an ounce, silver's up a fraction of a point ten cents, and crude in the red down to 25 a barrel. The WABC Early News. Good morning. I'm Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. And, of course, this business, weather, traffic, and sports. An FTA executive officer was secretly recorded on a hidden camera admitting President Biden will force an annual COVID-19 vaccine that would be a recurring fountain of revenue for drug firms. FDA executive Christopher Cole, according to the Daily Mail, was recorded by Project Veritas by an undercover employee posing as his date during a series of dinner meetings. Biden wants to inoculate as many people as possible. So you can have to get an annual shot. I mean, it hasn't been formally announced yet. They don't want to, like, uh, rile everyone up. The drug companies, the food companies, the vaccine companies, they pay us hundreds of millions of dollars a year to hire and keep the reviewers to approve their products. Project Veritas founder is James O'Keefe. He's now demanding the FDA answer to the allegations that its officials are motivated by the fountain of revenue it receives from pharmaceutical companies. Here's Project Veritas founder James O'Keefe on Fox News. There's serious, serious ethical issues. I'm not sure it's literally corruption, but this new story which I'm going to reiterate some of the quotes here, almost a billion dollars a year going into the FDA's budget from the people we regulate, quote unquote. The drug companies, they pay us hundreds of millions of dollars a year to hire and keep the reviewers to approve their product. He even talks about how hard it is for people to speak up. And in a follow-up interview with Project Veritas founder James O'Keefe described the situation as a, quote, hack job, unquote. Conservatives and other allies of former President Donald Trump are criticizing the media for not providing more coverage on the latest developments in special counsel John Durham's probe into the origins of the 2016 Russia collusion investigation. Trump allies such as former chief of staff Mark Meadows and Republican National Committee chairwoman Ronna McDaniel have ripped the media. They argue the latest news on Durham's probe is not getting the same attention as various stories about the former president. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki has dodged reporter questions about the investigation. Again, I I know you asked my colleague a few questions about this the other day, uh, but I would point you any questions about this to the Department of Justice. As we mentioned earlier, the latest developments in the Durham investigation broke on Friday when Fox News reported that the special counsel had alleged in court that a tech executive exploited access to the White House data in order to find damning information about Trump. President Joe Biden is ordering the release of Trump White House visitor logs to the House committee that's investigating the January 6th riot. Biden's order goes against claims of executive privilege by former President Donald Trump. Here's California Representative Zoe Lofgren telling CBS why the January 6th panel needs the logs. Well, we want uh, to know the whole story, not just on what happened on January 6th, uh, which is becoming clearer, but we still have more information to glean on that. But we want to know the entire um, set of circumstances leading up uh, leading up to the riot on the 6th. The records being released to Congress are actually visitor logs. They show appointment information for individuals who were allowed to enter the White House on January 6th, the day of the January 6th riot. The committee also sought a trove of data from the National Archives, including presidential records that Trump had fought to try and keep 
private. Republican Senator Marsha Blackburn is threatening a partial government shutdown unless the Biden administration agrees not to supply crack pipes in its safe smoking kits. This is all part of its substance abuse harm reduction program. What Blackburn is actually doing is threatening to place a hold on a stopgap House bill that would help avoid a partial government shutdown, which would occur as of this weekend. Here's White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. I would note, though, that I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong here, that one of Senator Blackburn's primary concerns is about uh, a relation to the set to the funding of crack pipes. Is this correct? Which is not an issue. Last week, the Democratic-led House passed a continuing resolution to fund the federal government through March 11th. The Senate must okay the bill by this Friday to avoid a partial shutdown as of this weekend. Health and Human Services claims the Biden kits actually never contained crack pipes and that funding would not go towards them in the future. Well, no more school mask mandates down in Virginia. Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin signed a bill yesterday afternoon which ends school mask mandates in the state within weeks. The law gives families the ability also to opt out of mask mandates imposed by local school boards as of March 1st. With his signature, Youngkin celebrated a sweeping change to COVID mitigation policies statewide. It is my distinct privilege and honor to be able to sign Senate Bill 739 into law in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Not everybody's in agreement, though. Some fear the dropping of the mandate puts school kids at risk. Here in New York, New York's Governor Kathy Hochul said she will reconsider ending mass mandates for schools next week as of February 21st. 77 WABC time, check 527. Jacqueline Carl has an eye on traffic. Yeah, we do have a problem, New York State Thruways. On the southbound side at exit 10 in West Nyack, we've got an accident. It takes out two lanes. This is a tractor trailer. It struck a bridge. It's got a container in the road. The entrance ramp is also blocked. And we have a secondary accident in the same area. Traffic's already stretching back to exit 11. You want to avoid this spot if you can. And, of course, we all do know about the problem on Long Island that we've been talking about since yesterday. Sunrise Highway was completely closed because of a tanker truck accident. Right now, we do have two lanes blocked, Sunrise Highway, on the eastbound side between Ocean Avenue and North Park Avenue, and traffic is stopped back from Exeter Avenue. Heading over to the five boroughs, let's see if we have any problems there. Well, we've got the BQE. That's always a bit slow. The first one to get slow, eastbound between Hamilton Avenue and the... I'm sorry, in Cadman Plaza. That's got some stop-and-go traffic. You're good You're good at the Hudson River crossings, though, in and outbound at all three. An alternate side is in effect. I'm Jacqueline Carl with your traffic on the 7s on 77 WABC. Thanks, Jacqueline. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly cloudy today or high near 60 overnight. Showers and thunderstorms, a low of 49, windy. And tomorrow, windy as well, with temperatures dropping to about 28 in the afternoon. It will clear by mid-morning on Friday. Right now, 48 degrees, cloudy skies. Well, you may have heard a lot about the American-born skier competing for China at the Winter Olympics in Beijing. Well, she's facing backlash now from former U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations, Nikki Haley. Haley criticizing Eileen Gu on Tuesday, accusing her of standing up for human rights abuses. Here's Haley on Fox News. 
They put that athlete front and center to try and say, if we show you something different, then you will forget the images of all of those Uyghurs on their knees, blindfolded, that are sexually abused, tortured, and that we are seeing genocide right in front of our very eyes. Many Americans say it is unconscionable to represent China given the country's various human rights abuses, including the ongoing genocide you heard Haley refer to there in prosecuting Uyghur Muslims. Well, there is controversy over avocados. You've heard of the supply shortages for things like cream cheese. Well, now Mexico's president says the country's supply of avocados to the United States has been cut off intentionally by the Biden administration. Mexican President Andre Manuel Lopez Obrador alleges a conspiracy by the Biden administration to boost sales for U.S. farmers. The U.S. ended up banning Mexican avocados after an American health inspector was reportedly threatened for blocking their shipment of the avocado fruit. Avocado supply in the U.S. dwindling as a result of the ban and will likely run out within the next couple of weeks. And it's not known how long this will continue. 77 WABC time check, 529. Deborah Valentine with your early news. I'll be back with more news, sports, weather, traffic, and business right after the break. Entertaining and informative. It's the WABC early news on 77 WABC. Welcome or welcome back to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news for business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. It's the top five at 530. Hillary Clinton responds to allegations her presidential campaign infiltrated White House and Trump Tower servers to try and dig up dirt on Donald Trump. New York City's mayor has unveiled his $98.5 million budget proposal. It cuts funding to police, fire, and sanitation. A top state Democrat is pushing back against calls for bail reform. The feds are signaling possibly an easing of COVID-19 restrictions. The head of the CDC says mask mandates could ease in the coming weeks. The U.S. is refuting Russia's claim that it is withdrawing some troops from Ukraine's border amid reports of some Russian soldiers actually invading eastern Ukraine. Denials of spying on Donald Trump during the 2016 presidential race. Special counsel John Durham alleges Hillary Clinton used Newstar to spy on Trump Tower and White House computers to try and dig up dirt on Trump. Clinton Wednesday, though, criticized Trump and Fox News for spinning up a fake scandal. She also shared a Vanity Fair article that she said included a good debunking of their latest nonsense. Clinton till now has avoided any questioning from the press concerning the investigation. How much did your campaign spend to spy on Trump? Why won't you answer any questions about spying on Trump, Hillary? That was in Queens on Tuesday. Clinton today speaks to the state Democratic convention at the Sheraton in Times Square. There is speculation she'll make a third run for the White House. Michael Sussman, a former attorney who worked on behalf of Clinton's 2016 campaign, is charged with lying to the FBI related to the Trump-Russia investigation by the special counsel, John Durham. New York City's budget blueprint, it is out. It was unveiled by New York City Mayor Eric Adams Wednesday. It totals $98.5 billion with a B dollars for fiscal 2023. It includes a slight shrinkage of already massive city spending by $200 million that Adams claims will result in more than $2 billion in savings. Among $200 million in budget cuts under this proposed plan, there's $30 million cut from the New York City Police Department's budget, $21.4 million cut from the FDNY, 
and a 2.6% cut in the Department of Education's budget. There are also cuts to parks, sanitation, health, and hospitals. Despite the proposed cuts under the mayor's budget, transportation and corrections would see big increases, $63.4 million and $52.4 million, respectively. I'm moving to getting those who are living on the streets the support they need. Uh, we're ending the era of tents. We're ending the era of sleeping on our subway system uh, with all your belongings. That era has ended in the city. But at the same time, we want to have additional help and giving people the mental, her- mental health that they need. Both the mayor and city council expected to hash this out and agree on a finalized proposal by June 5th. Adam said his plan would cut spending by $2.3 billion. There is major pushback from a top state lawmaker in New York on calls for bail reform from none other than Senate Majority Leader Andrea Stewart-Cousins. She said Wednesday that adding a dangerousness standard to New York's bail law that largely ended cash bail requirements for many criminal charges would be too subjective. Here is Andrea Stewart-Cousins on The Brian Lehrer Show. We did assure the mayor that we would continue to work with him collaboratively on putting the emphasis on what we understand to be the problem, which is this iron pipeline. The iron pipeline uh, is basically illegal guns heading to the area from the south. New York City Mayor Eric Adams hit a brick wall in his meeting Monday with top lawmakers, including Cousins, in his push for bail reform as crime escalates in New York City. Majority Democrats in the New York State Legislature are refusing to allow judges to remand a pretrial detainee if the defendant is considered too dangerous to be released. The feds are signaling that there is light at the end of the tunnel regarding the viral pandemic. Dr. Rochelle Walensky is director of the CDC. She said during a White House briefing yesterday that the government is contemplating a change to its mask guidance, possibly in the coming weeks. We want to give people a break from things like mask wearing when these metrics are better and then have the ability to reach for them again should things worsen. If and when we update our guidance, we will communicate that clearly and it will be based on the data and the science. Cases of the COVID variant Omicron are down drastically, declining 80 percent from their peak in mid-January. Daily cases remain above 100,000 per day, though. 77 WABC time check 537. Jacqueline Carl's been busy at the traffic desk. <laughs> yes, I am. And the New York State Thruway expected to be busy there as well, Deb. Southbound New York State Thruway at exit 10 in Route 9, West Nyack. We've got stop traffic all the way back to exit 11 with the on-ramp closed there as well. And this is because a tractor trailer struck a bridge. They moved a lot of it to the shoulder, the container. We've got some lanes reopened now. A secondary accident in the same area moved to the shoulder. But everybody's going to stop to take a look at this. So expect heavy delays through here. Now we're going to head to Long Island where we have had a problem since yesterday on Sunrise Highway. We still have a couple of lanes closed. It was completely closed in both directions yesterday. Eastbound side right now between Ocean Avenue and North Park Avenue. We still have two lanes blocked and traffic is stopped back from Exeter Avenue. 
taking a look at the five boroughs right now. Southbound Harlem River Drive between 2nd Avenue, exit 19, and the Willis Avenue Bridge. Just a lot of stop-and-go traffic, everybody heading to work. Eastbound between the Prospect and Cadman Plaza. Again, just a lot of traffic as people head to start out to work. Alternate side is in effect. I'm Jacqueline Carl with your traffic on the 7s on 77 WABC. Thanks, Jacqueline. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Today's high near 60 with mostly cloudy skies overnight, showers, rain, and possibly strong thunderstorms, a low of 49. And uh, rain should clear by mid-morning on Friday. However, temperatures will drop to the upper 30s by tomorrow afternoon. Right now, 48 degrees, clear skies in Manhattan. Well, the United States claims Russia added upwards of 7,000 troops to its military buildup at Ukraine's border, despite claims of troop reductions. U.S. officials suspected Russia would invade Ukraine Wednesday, but that didn't happen. Here is NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg. And if uh, Russia once again invades Ukraine, uh, they will pay a high price. And we will continue to expose uh, Russia's uh, plans and actions uh, to make it harder for them uh, to conduct, conduct aggressive actions against uh, Ukraine. Meanwhile, there are unconfirmed reports of Russian-backed rebels in eastern Ukraine accusing Kiev of mortar fire on Thursday. The attorney for a time model brutally attacked on a subway platform ripped into New York State's liberal bail reform laws saying, Quote, something is fundamentally wrong, unquote. Here is attorney Eric Parnes. He also demanded soft on crime Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg's answer for why suspects are being released to commit even more crime. Parnes on Fox and Friends. What is important to understand here is that there is something fundamentally wrong, that someone who has over a double-digit amount of priors is, first of all, able to be out of jail. I mean, that that is a problem in itself. And second, as you mentioned, that he was arrested the same day and has been incarcerated for three months. So it's taken three months in order for an arrest warrant to be issued. And that also is extremely troubling. Barnes represents a 23-year-old Bo Jara Jari Yawech. She was savagely assaulted as she waited at the 34th Street Herald Square station for a train home to Queens. That was back on November 22nd of last year. Her alleged attacker that Parnes was talking about is Kevin Douglas. He's an accused career criminal who has been arrested 44 times. He's faced charges for things like drugs, assault, criminal possession of a weapon, robbery, and criminal tampering dating back to 1997. An investigation is continuing into Wednesday's massive fire out on Long Island after a tanker truck hauling about 10,000 gallons of gasoline overturned on Sunrise Highway, exploded and then set buildings on fire in Rockville Center. A member of Nassau County's arson and bomb squad told News 12, it appears from surveillance video that the rig's driver was cut off by another vehicle. Rockville Center Fire Chief James Avendet. One of the worst things I've seen in my 47-year career. According to fire officials, three firefighters were also hurt. Two of whom actually ended up going to the hospital, but were later released. The blaze extensively damaged an abandoned furniture store and also a liquor store. Former congressman turned radio host Anthony Weiner claims that New York City residents blame him for Bill de Blasio's time as mayor of the Big Apple. 
You might remember that Wiener actually did have front-runner status during the 2013 Democratic Party primary before he had to step aside amid one of the several sexting scandals he faced. His exit paved the way to a de Blasio victory. Wiener told 77 WABC owner John Katzmatidis on Cats at Night that he could have won that race. My, uh, uh, my behaviors undid me in that election, even though I thought I probably could have won. Some people still yell at me on the street that I'm to blame for the Blasio, and I'm, I don't know, I, I, I could probably take that. Wiener was forced to resign from Congress in 2011 in a similar sexting scandal. He'd sent a lewd photo and called himself probably the first ever victim of a tweet that went wrong in the interview. You can hear Wiener with 77 WABC's Curtis Sliwa Saturday afternoons from 2 to 4. A deep divide over unemployment among major groups at the end of 2021, of course, during the hard-hit viral pandemic. Unemployment for blacks is above 15 percent, higher than other major demographic groups. Now, that's according to new research from New School economist James Parrott. He finds that one in five black New Yorkers is either officially unemployed, stuck in a part-time job wanting full-time work, or so discouraged that they're not even bothering to look for work. Meanwhile, New York City Mayor Eric Adams has vowed to deal with what many call a crisis, although he has yet to announce any far-reaching measures to do so. As we go to the tables and start negotiating our union contracts, I want my city employees who are predominantly black and brown women uh, that are civil servants to be paid a fair salary. But at the same time, we must be uh, conscious of taxpayers' dollars. In mid-2021, Parrott pointed out in his survey that the research showed that more blacks were actually gaining employment than all other demographic groups, including whites. But then it dipped by the end of the year. If you take Uber in the Big Apple, drivers say you are absolutely the rudest, the rudest Uber riders in the entire country. Uber passengers in the Big Apple rated the rudest throughout the United States. Uber finds, well, its riders in the Big Apple are the rudest. Uh, others throughout the country, for example, in the Midwest and Sunbelt are a lot nicer. The rankings are actually based on driver ratings. They took into account things such as whether or not passengers showed up on time, whether or not passengers left trash in their Uber vehicles or talked to their drivers respectfully, among other things. According to Uber, New York is trailed by fellow rude cities of Seattle coming in number two, coming in number three, Washington, D.C., and number four, Boston. Minneapolis, St. Paul takes the number five spot, followed by San Francisco, Philadelphia, Los Angeles, Baltimore, and Chicago. News of New York City's dubious distinction comes after several outright attacks on Big Apple drivers in recent years. 77 WABC Time Check, 545. Justin Ellick's back with more sports. Yes, I am, Deb. I am Justin Ellick, and I am back with more sports. This is your early news sports update. Let's begin with that Big Apple showdown we were treated to last night at the Garden between the Nets and the Knicks. The Nets' Cam Thomas put on his best impression of an absent Kevin Durant as he topped the Nets' box score off the bench with 21 points in 30 minutes on the floor. The rookie led Brooklyn back from a 28-point deficit as the Nets come roaring back to beat the Knicks 111-116 to on their home floor. With just under eight seconds left in regulation, Thomas capped off a 16-point fourth quarter with this game-clinching three-pointer. They're going to flatten out instead of run... 
a pick and roll. Thomas, long three-pointer. Puts it in! Cam Thomas from way downtown! Oh, what a shot from the rookie! And Brooklyn goes up by six with 6.8 remaining! What a fourth quarter for Cam Thomas! Spectacular! That electric call courtesy of the great Mike Breen. Both teams head into the All-Star break now and will return to the floor later on next week. As for the ice, no local action last night, but the Rangers and Islanders are set to skate tonight. The Hockey Blue Shirts will host the Detroit Red Wings at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and look out for the Islanders a half an hour later when they welcome in the Boston Bruins. Devils fans will have to endure about a week-long hiatus as New Jersey's next scheduled game is set for next Thursday in Pittsburgh against the Penguins. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Justin, with the For That Sports update. And let's head over to the traffic desk with Jacqueline Carl. It's a bit of a mess on the New York State Thruway on the southbound side at exit 10, Route 9 West on, in Nyack. We've got the on-ramp closed. We've got stop traffic from exit 11 West Nyack. This is all because of a tractor trailer that struck a bridge. They're trying to move things around, and that's why there's different lane closures every moment. We've got the container of the truck moved to the shoulder lanes. We had a secondary accident in the same area. That's moved to the shoulder, but everyone's slowing down to take a look, so expect some heavy delays through here. And now we're over to Long Island, where we still have some lane closures on Sunrise Highway. This is on the eastbound side between Ocean Avenue and North Park Avenue. Two lanes are blocked, and we have stopped traffic from Exeter Avenue. This is because the right and center lanes are closed for cleanup of that yesterday's morning tanker truck fire. Heading over to the five boroughs, let's see what's happening. Harlem River Drive southbound between 2nd Avenue and the the Willis Avenue Bridge. We've got just some stop-and-go traffic as people head to work. Transit's on time. Alternate side is in effect. And I'm Jacqueline Carl with your traffic on the 7s on 77 WABC. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly cloudy skies today are high near 60. Overnight, expect showers, rain, and thunderstorms below 49. Tomorrow, all this rain should clear up by mid-morning. Cloudy skies through mid-morning, then gradual clearing. Temperatures fall Friday afternoon to about 37 degrees. Right now, 48 degrees, cloudy skies in New York City. And Frank Morano has your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. On Wednesday, all three major indexes rebounded after the release of the minutes from the Federal Reserve's meeting last month. Investors were possibly relieved. The release did not hint that the central bank would move faster on hiking interest rates. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones lost 55 points, the S&P 500 gained almost 4 points, and the Nasdaq fell 16 points. Fueled by pay gains, solid hiring, and enhanced savings, Americans sharply ramped up their spending at retail stores last month in a sign that many consumers remain unfazed by rising inflation. Retail sales jumped 3.8% from December to January, according to the Commerce Department, a much bigger increase than economists had expected. Though inflation helped boost that figure, most of January's gain reflected more purchases, not higher prices. With the continuing threat of Russia invading Ukraine, a foreign policy crisis is colliding with one of President Joe Biden's political vulnerabilities, rising gas prices at home. Americans are already dismayed by inflation being at a 40-year high, and Biden is warning that gas prices could get higher if Russian President Vladimir Putin 
chooses to invade. Inflation has become an albatross for Democrats, despite the nation's strong economic growth last year. And finally, shares of Ericsson tanked on Wednesday after its CEO said the Swedish telecom giant may have made payments to ISIS in an effort to gain access to the Iraqi market. The CEO said in an interview that the company identified unusual expenses dating back to 2018 when it purchased transport routes through areas that have been controlled by terrorist organizations, including ISIS. The CEO said that the company has not made a determination as to who was the final recipient of the money. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll see you at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. Thanks, Frank. And taking a look at Dow futures, uh, the Dow futures down 145 points. The S&P's dropped 22. The Nasdaq's down 93. Gold's up $16.80. An ounce silver up a fraction. And crude oil is in the red, down $2.22 a barrel. It's the WABC Early News. Good morning. I'm Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. An FDA executive officer was secretly recorded on a hidden camera admitting President Biden will force an annual COVID-19 vaccine that would be a recurring fountain of revenue for drug firms. FDA executive Christopher Cole, according to the Daily Mail, was recorded by a Project Veritas undercover employee posing as his date during a series of dinner meetings. Biden wants to inoculate as many people as possible. So you can have to get an annual shot. I mean, it hasn't been formally announced yet. They don't want to, like, rile it going up. The drug companies, the food companies, the vaccine companies, they pay us hundreds of millions of dollars a year to hire and keep the reviewers to approve their products. Project Veritas founder is James O'Keefe. He is now demanding the FDA answer to the allegations that its officials are motivated by the fountain of revenue it receives from pharmaceutical companies. Here's Project Veritas founder James O'Keefe on Fox News. There's serious, serious ethical issues. I'm not sure it's literally corruption, but this new story, which I'm going to reiterate some of the quotes here, almost a billion dollars a year going into the FDA's budget from the people we regulate quote-unquote. The drug companies, they pay us hundreds of millions of dollars a year to hire and keep the reviewers to approve their product. He even talks about how hard it is for people to speak up. In a follow-up interview with Project Veritas, founder James O'Keefe described the situation as a, quote, hack job, unquote. Conservatives and other allies of former President Donald Trump are criticizing the media for not providing more coverage on the latest developments in special counsel John Durham's probe into the origins of the 2016 Russian collusion investigation. Trump allies such as former chief of staff Mark Meadows and Republican National Committee chairwoman Ronna McDaniel have ripped the media. They argue that the latest news on Durham's probe is not getting the same attention as various stories about the former president. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki has dodged reporter questions about the investigation. Again, I I know you asked my colleague a few questions about this the other day, uh, but I would point you any questions about this to the Department of Justice. As we mentioned earlier, the latest developments in the Durham investigation broke on Friday when Fox News reported that the special counsel had alleged in court that a tech executive exploited access to the White House data in order to find damning information about Trump. Meanwhile, President Joe Biden is ordering the release of Trump White House visitor logs to the House committee that's investigating the January 6th riot. 
Biden's order goes against claims of executive privilege by former President Donald Trump. Here's California Representative Zoe Lofgren telling CBS why the January 6th panel says it needs those logs. Well, we want uh, to know the whole story, not just on what happened on January 6th, uh, which is becoming clearer, but we still have more information to glean on that. But we want to know the entire um, set of circumstances leading up uh, leading up to the riot on the 6th. The records being released to Congress are actually visitor logs that show appointment information for individuals who were allowed to enter the White House on the day of the January 6th riot. The committee also has sought a trove of data from the National Archives, including presidential records that Trump had fought to try and keep private. Republican Senator Marsha Blackburn is threatening a partial government shutdown unless the Biden administration agrees not to supply crack pipes in its safe smoking kits, all part of its substance abuse harm reduction program. What Blackburn is doing is threatening to place a hold on a stopgap House bill that would help avoid a partial government shutdown this weekend. Here's White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. I would note, though, that I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong here, that one of Senator Blackburn's primary concerns is about uh, a relation to the set to the funding of crack pipes. Is this correct? Which is not an issue. Last week, the Democratic-led House passed a continuing resolution to fund the federal government through March 11th. Now, the Senate must okay the bill by tomorrow to avoid a partial shutdown as of this weekend. Health and Human Services claims that the Biden kits never actually contain crack pipes and that funding would not go towards them in the future. Well, no more school mass mandates down in Virginia. Newly elected Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin signed a bill Wednesday afternoon ending school mass mandates in the state within weeks. The new law gives families the ability to opt out of mass mandates imposed by local school boards as of March 1st. With his signature, Youngkin celebrated a sweeping change to COVID mitigation policies statewide in Virginia. It is my distinct privilege and honor to be able to sign Senate Bill 739 into law in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Not everybody's in agreement, though. Some fear the dropping of the mandate puts kids at risk. His new bill is optional here in New York. New York's Democratic Governor Kathy Hochul said she will reconsider ending mass mandates for schools uh, sometime next week, February 21st, during the winter break. 77 WABC Time Check 557. Jacqueline Carls at the traffic desk. Good morning. Starting out in New Jersey, eastbound 78 at Clinton Street. Exit 7, an accident takes out the right lane. You've got stop-and-go traffic back to exit 6. Heading over to Long Island, we still have some lane closures. Sunrise Highway eastbound between Ocean Avenue and North Park Avenue. Two lanes are blocked. Traffic is back to Exeter Avenue, and that was because of that tanker truck problem we had the other day. And in the Hudson Valley, New York State Thruway, southbound at exit 10, Route 9, West Nyack, we have the off-ramp closed and stop traffic from exit 11, West Nyack. We had a tractor-trailer strike a bridge here. Containers moved to the shoulder. Lanes are starting to reopen as they push everything over. There was a secondary accident in the area. Just expect delays if you must go through here. Alternate side parking is in effect for today. And I'm Jacqueline Carl with your traffic on the 7th on 77 WABC. Thanks, Jacqueline. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. A mostly cloudy day today, but a lot warmer. The high near 60. 
Overnight, though, we have rain coming in and possibly thunderstorms as well. About a half an inch of rain is forecast overnight, the low of 49. All this rain should end by mid-morning on Friday. Then it clears, but temperatures fall Friday afternoon to about 37 by 5 p.m. Right now, 50 degrees, cloudy skies here in Manhattan. We're working our way to the Bernie and Sid in the Morning program coming up at 6 o'clock, the best morning show in New York City. Here's the lineup for today. Scott Bayo, remember him? He played Chachi on the sitcom Happy Days, which, of course, ran from 1977 to oh, 1984, I think. Wow, I'm dating myself. Oh, all right. 77 WABC host Bill O'Reilly with Bernie and Sid as well. That comes up at 840. And the always fiery 77 WABC host Curtis Sliwa with Bernie and Sid. That comes along at 705. You know, the uh, former... Uh, Candidate for mayor here in New York City and Guardian Angels founder will have plenty to say. And, of course, uh, 940, don't miss the Peerless Spoilers Beat Bernie contest at 32 past each hour. Sid Sports, also sponsored by Peerless Boilers. 825, don't miss Lydia Reports. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News 559. One more quick story to tell you about controversy over avocados, actually. Mexican President Andre Manuel Lopez Obrador is alleging that the Biden administration is actually intentionally cutting off the uh, influx of avocados here to the U.S. as part of a conspiracy to boost sales for U.S. farmers. Bernie and Sid coming up. Deborah Valentine, be back with us. Be early for the early news tomorrow morning right here at 5.